the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. This program was originally broadcast live on 93.9 KPDQ. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the Georgine Rice Show. My name is Mike Lee, filling in for Georgine, and I also get to host a ministry spotlight program called Difference Makers, which airs on True Talk at 100, Fridays, Saturdays, and Monday afternoons at 1, and it also airs Saturdays at 1 p.m. on 93.9 KPDQ. If you just email me at mikelee at kpdq.com, I'd love to talk to you about how to introduce our audience to your church through our church service live stream directory, how to possibly qualify for hosting your own radio program, how to become an authority and expand the reach of your ministry or business both on the air and through our state-of-the-art digital and online resources through our Salem Surround Marketing Branch, how to host one of our station's events after the world reopens, and it will, and bring people to your church or business at no risk to you, and most importantly, if your pastor or ministry leader could use a phone call, a word of encouragement, or a connection to others, please email me at mikelee at kpdq.com. That's M-I-K-E-L-E-E at kpdq.com. Our very special guest today is director of mission and founder of Bob's Auto Cafe, and he's also the host of Bob's Auto Cafe Radio every Saturday morning at 9 on True Talk 800. Welcome, Dan Lacey. How are you today, sir? Hey, Mike. I'm doing good. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. Always a pleasure. So if anyone might be newer to the area, can you give us the big picture from 30,000 feet of what exactly is the nonprofit group Bob's Auto Cafe? Sure. Uh, Bob's Auto Cafe is a, as you mentioned, a nonprofit auto shop designed to train technicians for tomorrow, along with having a, a shop that does service work on cars like yours and mine. We take in donated cars that we fix and we sell, and we typically fix those cars with our interns, uh, of which we have a couple. Um, and then we take those cars and sell them. So we're training with the vehicles. We're making profit on those vehicles. We're doing service work, which helps us make profit. And those profits then go to help pay for our interns, uh, of whom we do pay. It's a paid internship. And again, work on those on those cars so that we can turn around and sell them. Uh, the last thing we do is we have a benevolent service of our shop that uh, we have third-party providers that come to us with individuals that have need. And we then take care of their Goals, uh, as we can, whether financially it, it allows to be done through our shop or others are coming alongside and paying for those repairs. Or maybe we just uh, we have to punt and say we can't do it because it's not an equitable or a wise mission uh, for us to take care of on that vehicle. So, for instance, there's some vehicles that it's not cost effective to maintain and the potential customer is better off putting his or her money toward a different vehicle, right? Indeed. Yeah, it's it's for sure a, a situation where we have to equate or evaluate where that vehicle is. We've got vehicles that come in the shop that are needing thousands of dollars worth of repair, and we can't justify that. It doesn't make sense to use that type of money on a vehicle that might be worth 500 or or $1,000. Um, so there's various aspects of that that happened. Probably the saddest story, which we have seen numerous times, 
is someone showing up at our shop with a vehicle they had just purchased through a used car lot, and it's a mess. And lights are starting to come on. Uh, people have reset check engine lights or other warning lights, and you know they're effectively okay for 50 miles until the the computer realizes it, got, it has a problem again and starts throwing those lights at people. And by then, the car's off the lot and sold, and the dealer doesn't care. I met a dad who was uh, the father of one of my son's old football teammates, and he told me that the car dealerships on 82nd in particular, well, let's just say some of them are more honest and display more integrity than others. So basically, this man's a lawyer, and he set up a nice home in Salem for himself and his family. His wife doesn't have to work. And he told me, all of his business comes from basically disgruntled customers being taken advantage of by these car dealerships. So he was making quite a nice living simply doing that. So are there ways to look for car dealers that are more on the up and up? Are there things that we should suspect or just be aware of? There's not a, a pigeonhole answer to that question. I, I think that most people would look for a dealer that has integrity by literally laying out what's wrong with the vehicle if they know and or coming clean with issues. The, the problem with the used car market is such that everybody's in it to make money. They're trying to make a quick buck. They go to auctions, pick up cars, realize there's problems, patch them up the best they can and then sell them. At Bob's Auto Cafe, we have had that mentality. We are about fixing the car, making it as sound and safe as possible. And we will actually tell people, hey, you've got an issue with this coming up. Or we saw this problem, we know about the problem, it's not going to affect what's going on with the vehicle, but it's it's a nuisance, but we can't justify fixing it. For instance, we've got a vehicle that's for sale right now that have a, has a TPMS light on, Tire Pressure Monitoring System Light. And what it is, it's either a battery or one of the sensors in the tires that says, hey, you need to fix me. Well, to get that fixed, it's about $150 per tire per wheel. And so you're looking at $600 on a $2,000, $3,000 car. And we've already got a lot of money into it. And all it is, is the tire pressure monitoring system. And to fix that is not cost effective. So we've told people, yes, that light is on, that light will stay on. It doesn't uh, preclude you from going through DEQ. It doesn't keep you from going down the road. It's just a nuisance. We're not going to turn it off because that's illegal. And yet we're not going to fix it because next time you buy tires, that's when you should possibly do it. The tires on the car are brand new. So the previous owner of the vehicle decided not to, to take care of that situation. And again, it could be batteries only, or it could be the whole tire pressure monitoring system. And we don't know which one it is. And it's it doesn't make sense. So again, full disclosure is what we're all about. At the same time, we're going to miss things occasionally. We try to do the best we can, but if we miss something, we kind of have a, a behind-the-doors answer to that to say, hey, if you bought a car from us, we want to make sure you stay in the car. Uh, there's various forms and fashions of how that happens. Um, it can be extreme. It can be just a light fix because that's all it needs. But we want to make sure people stay in the car and um, do the best we can. It's such a blessing when you got a vehicle that starts up every time you put the key in it and you know it's reliable. So, Dan, 
in your ministry aspect of what you do at Bob's Auto Cafe, do you have any good recent stories that stand out in your memory of someone you were able to help? There's uh, the ones we've talked about in the past, but probably the most um, the, the ones that are, are at the forefront are some vehicles that we've been able to give to somebody. Uh, again, third-party providers. I don't want the audience to misunderstand. We don't give away vehicles. We can't afford that. We are we are not the uh, the Warren Buffetts of the world. We don't have that kind of money. But if somebody comes to us and says, hey, they have a problem, we will align with another organization that will help pay some of those fees. And we do the best we can to wind things down so that we can help people with getting into a vehicle. So we have had a couple of times this year where people have not had a vehicle and they've needed something for either getting to work. Uh, there's a gentleman and his wife that were out of Newburgh. They've uh, since moved to a great property, but um, his wife was in the hospital having their second baby. His five-year-old at the time was uh, at home, needed childcare. He needed to go to work, couldn't get to work because their only car they had was uh, broken down and, and didn't make sense to fix the vehicle for the cost it was going to take. And so we were able to come alongside and, and literally when he called and he came with a reference, we said, we don't have anything. And within hours, we had a car donated to us that needed very little work. And we were able to say, hey, this is an answer to this man's prayer and we will do this for him. And so we gave him his uh, his miracle of 2020. Um, yes, there are miracles of 2020. And his daughter has since named that vehicle Faith Ship 2020 because she loves spaceships and so she calls it Faith Ship 2020 and they're running around in that car today and it's providing them reliable transportation and uh, mom and newborn are doing fine. Well, that's fantastic. Well, congratulations to the happy couple and their new baby. And Daniel, thank you for all that you and Bob's Auto Cafe do to just help people out. Mike Lee here with the host of Bob's Auto Cafe Radio airing Saturday mornings at 9 on True Talk 800. More next on The Georgine Rice Show. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Good afternoon. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. My name is Mike Lee, filling in for Georgine. And our very special guest is Daniel Lacey of Bob's Auto Cafe. Do make sure to follow Bob's Auto Cafe on Facebook and check out their beautiful website, Bob's Auto Cafe. Dot com. So, Daniel, as a dad and as a grandfather now, are there certain models and makes that you think are sleepers that are absolutely bulletproof, phenomenal cars despite the age? Well, anything can bite you, and anything can become a uh, an Achilles heel to you driving down the road. And that's what we kind of talk about the Bob's Auto Cafe Radio is about maintenance. But the, the bottom line is if you don't take care of your vehicle, it will not take care of you. So that being said, now let's go into the vehicle itself. The vehicles that we look at as pretty bulletproof, along with uh, if they've been taken care of by the previous customer, for instance, in our used cars, we would say Toyotas, Hondas. Uh, We love Kias and Hyundais. They seem to be doing a much better job than they had 10 years ago, and they've got great warranties on them. But... they all are can be expensive to fix, depending on what's going on. But again, if you keep up the proper maintenance on it, the oil changes, the coolant changes, the 
paying attention to what's going on with the vehicle and stay on top of things, vehicles these days should literally run 200,000 miles plus without any issue. And uh, so those, those, again, those Asian brands tend to be a better brand vehicle than the domestic and or for sure the European. Um, it always <laughs> it always bothers me when I see and and I know this is going to sound labeling. I don't mean it to be that way, but we see the young lady come in with the foreign car, you know, the Mercedes Benz, the BMWs, the Volvos, the Audis, the Jettas, the Volkswagens, I should say, and they come in. And go, hey, I just spent all this money on this car because I know it's a good car, and now I got a problem. Well, you got a problem because the previous owner didn't want to spend all that money on that foreign car, and they're passing it on to you. So, buyer beware. Pay attention. Um, one of the things we love to do at Bob's Auto Cafe is be able to over, or look over a vehicle and make sure that it's going to be a good sound buy. And when uh, when we're opened back up again, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a few minutes here, um, we'd be glad to be doing that again. We do ca- uh, charge a little bit, about an hour's worth of labor, hour and a half. But again, it's a, it's a good sounding board to find out is this a sound vehicle for you or not. Well, you know, Dan, I'd rather spend a little money up front to find out that a potential used car is not a good fit for me than buy it outright and then find out it's going to be a money pit. And you can only see and hear so much even on a test drive. I remember trying one out, and I've got a great, lovingly OCD local mechanic that <laughs> I paid to give it the once-over. I tried this thing out. I drove it around. It seemed good. Only one owner, really nice family. I wanted it to work out. So he calls me back and he says, are you sitting down? So I was expecting him to say, go for it. It's going to need tires. But (laughs) he calls me back and he says, do you really want to spend this amount to fix or replace an engine on a car that's not worth that much? Right. And I'm replying, but 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 it looks so good, and they're such a nice family, and the interior's in good shape. And he said the the engine is about to go on this, so thank God we had it looked at before investing in a pretty car that would have needed a new engine. So if you were to break down Bob's Auto Cafe's business, Daniel, between diagnostics of cars that people are looking to buy versus maintaining and repairing vehicles versus fixing up cars and then selling them to people. How would you say Bob's Auto Cafe is broken down? Ironically, in the last year, we were uh, up on our service work. So obviously our reputation has gotten out there that we do good service work. So that's that's a plus. That's huge. Uh, and it helps sustain the shop. We were down on repairs of donated vehicles because we were so busy in the service shop. And it's kind of a... Yang yang thing. I mean, hate to use those words, but basically, if you're not prepared to do the service work with the right staffing, then you take away from those that are doing the donated cars, uh, overseeing the the interns, and you have to throw them on service work because you have to get that work out the door. So it it, it tilted towards service work. Uh, as far as the benevolent side and things of that nature, that's an ebb and flow of the times and what happens in society. So ironically, our benevolent 
care started going down at the end of 2020. We kind of suspect because people weren't on the road as much or they couldn't afford to be on the road as much, but that's purely speculation. It, it's, uh, it always happens that if the bank account starts getting a little bit full, not full, but just a little bit in there beyond what's comfortable, uh, and so there's a little bit of extra, that the phone will ring and it will be one of our third-party providers that will come to us and say, hey, we got a, we got a need, can you help out? And it's always like, okay, Lord, you, you, you filled our coffers up and now you want to take away and that's cool. But that's what we're about. And we love helping people. It really is fun. Um, it is not easy. And I've said that to you before. Helping people is not easy. And it can be very trying at times, especially when people want to keep hanging on and not only get their brakes fixed that you know have failed and they can't afford it, but now they want tires and now they want this and now they want that. It's uh, It can be a little overbearing. Mike Lee here with the director of mission and founder of Bob's Auto Cafe, Dan Lacey. And Dan, I want to thank you for joining True Talk at 100 with your new radio program, Bob's Auto Cafe Radio, Saturday mornings at 9. Is there a difference between hosting a radio program and the racing announcing that you used to do? Can you give us an example? <laughs> Okay, yeah, there's a huge difference for me, um, and I would suspect it is for any announcer out there. For instance, currently I'm talking to the orange wall. It's not really orange, but it's kind of a, I don't know, anyhow, it's an adobe color. And when I talk to that wall, it's the processes, at least in my brain, that say, okay, there's just a wall, and now I'm trying to talk to my audience. So at Bob's Auto Cafe Radio, I've really had to focus on thoughts. I've had to focus on specific words. And I slow my speech down, which is extremely important in any conversation on the radio, I believe. So also, I don't have to do a lot of editing, because that can be very time consuming and very frustrating at times. Um, But the other thing is that I will close my eyes in order to process thoughts in my head. That compared to race announcing. Now, I'm going to use an analogy because I'm, I'm looking at a wall with three vehicles on it that are reminiscent for me of my love of racing. I love Formula One, especially old 70s and 80s. I'm going to mix the genres up a little bit, but I can talk about it in this fashion. So if I were to announce, it'd be, and here comes Nigel Mansell in the number five, Elf Renault. He's behind Elaine Prost in the Ferrari, the number two car, going down to turn number two. It's Nigel Mansell right behind Prost. He makes a dive to the inside. He's going to make the move on the corner. A little bit of touch going through, and Nigel Mansell moves up into second place. Meanwhile, Jody Schechter in the 11 Ferrari is up in the fifth corner. He's going through the corner with about a five-second lead in this, the fifth lap of the race. That would be my voice for commentary. And and again, I'm seeing action in front of me, whether visually in front of me live, or I'm looking at monitors, and then I'm looking at timing and scoring sheets, and I can say how, I shouldn't say sheets, but the computer feed, and I can see that Schechter's ahead by 5.49 seconds, and now I can see the next lap. Hey, here comes Nigel Mansell, and he's only back by 4.3 seconds now. He's gaining about 1.2 seconds per lap. So it's those things that happen that I can I can bring to the audience, and those are the changes and differences between that and now conversing with you, Mike Lee, 
Well, thanks for the juggling act that you're doing with your ministry. Dan Lacey of Bob's Auto Cafe. He's also the host of Bob's Auto Cafe Radio, Saturday mornings at 9 on True Talk 800. They are a Christ-centered nonprofit ministry. They're into commitment and no compromise leadership and service. And they're looking for a new location. So we're going to find out more about that from Bob's Auto Cafe, Director of Mission and Founder Dan Lacey, next on The Georgine Rice Show. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Welcome back to The Georgine Rice Show. My name is Mike Lee, filling in for Georgine, and our very special guest is Daniel Lacey of Bob's Auto Cafe. I love it. I love the energy and the passion that you have for racing, Dan, is evident. So never lose that spark. <laughs> no, no I, I, I am very passionate about racing, and it... Uh, it is painful to a degree. I will be very upfront about not being in it right now, but four years out and had 18 good years on the road and I loved it. And I, I still love it. And I still converse a lot with a lot of my friends and the interviews that we bring into Bob's Auto Cafe radio uh, many times bring in those professional race car drivers that we talk to and um, which I, I will say, if I might, uh, on Bob's Auto Cafe website, Again, Bob's Auto Cafe website, there's a radio page, and we've archived all of our uh, radio programs on that page. So you can go back and look and hear interviews from the Ron Fellows, the Andy Pilgrims, the Stan Wilsons, the Cindy Luxes, yada, yada, yada. So as a race car enthusiast, Dan, who's on your bucket list that you would just love to get on Bob's Auto Cafe radio? You know, probably names that might not be as relevant to the listening audience, but because my, my depths of, of uh, interviewing are vast. And so you don't necessarily hear of the, uh, the old school names like Bernie Lee Jones, AJ Foyts and so forth. I've met those people. Yes, I know who they are. Uh, but my genre of people are more like the Kenton Cooks, who I hope to have on here shortly, who's a, a young man who now lives in Charlotte, North Carolina. And he is very, very uh, intelligent and very gifted behind the wheel. Uh, people like Drake Kemper we had on, who people don't know, but he's a, he's a driving coach as well and living in Austin, Texas. Uh, I've hoped to have so- shortly on uh, Parker Johnstone from uh, Wilsonville Honda, who has also been an IndyCar driver and is a believer and loves the Lord, a great man. Uh, it was just this whole, actually the fires in Oregon overtook our time that we were supposed to meet on converse, in conversation, and I've kind of backed off and just waited until the time was right. Um, there are other drivers, uh, Charles Espinlaw, um, oh my goodness, there's there's so many. Um, maybe the Tony Gaples, the crazy guys, the Tommy Dreesies. Uh, Tommy Dreesey is, we call him the Rock'em Rockin'. I've referred to him at times on the radio show. He is one who, talk about passion, he has a passion for life that goes beyond measure. Um, he uh, he and I have some, had some very interesting conversations in the past, um, none of the least, least of which has been the – I received the onslaught of bombs, verbal bombs, as previous people to me did because he was extremely upset with something the race officials in the tower had called on him. 
and he decided to vent on every single race official in Pitt Lane. And aside from being chaplain, I paid for my weight in chaplaincy on the road by being a Pitt Lane official and a PA announcer. So I did various forms and fashions of all this stuff throughout my years. Um, he got to me last not last of the officials, but I was the last person he opened up on. He started yelling at me and then slowed down, realized who he was yelling at, did a 180 and walked completely down, back down the pit lane. This was at the Long Beach Grand Prix. Um, and, you know, we laughed about it later. He apologized later, but um, the passion tends to boil. So he's a guy I'd love to have on as well. Uh, multiple people. It, it's... Um, You've caught me to you've caught me to a little bit of a an odd mark here trying to figure that all all out. Um, and these guys are busy. It's hard to get hold of them at times. But when I do, it's the rich stories that come out. And I will say this on Bob's Out of Cafe Radio this weekend, we're going to have a segment on gifts. And there's three very interesting stories that are to come out from three different drivers. One from losing a championship because of something silly. Uh, another one losing a race car uh, because of, I think, more the desire to keep what he had as opposed to serving the Lord, and he brings that out. And the third one is a driver who literally uh, was seconds away from losing his life in a fire in a car and came out of it, and that uh, that's Andy Pilgrim. And so uh, we're going to hear from Ron Fellows, Andy Pilgrim, Stan Wilson. And I think those interviews will be enlightening to people. Uh, do they talk about car maintenance? No. But sometimes we go beyond that at Bob's Auto Cafe Radio. Well, thanks for posting all of the programs on the website, bobsautocafe.com. And make sure to follow Bob's Auto Cafe on Facebook. So, Dan, as the founder and also director of mission for Bob's Auto Cafe, We've known of your location on Industrial Way in Tualatin for a while. So is that now completely over? And what's your dream location for Bob's Auto Cafe to move to next? Yeah, unfortunately, we have, after five years, we're having to close our location in Tualatin. Um, Weird circumstances. Long story short, we grew a little bit too big for our britches, and the landlord decided that, he no longer wanted our service work being done uh, in the business park. We really weren't affecting anybody. We were at the far end of it. But we look at it as a blessing. And even though it's painful now, and how does that affect us in the future, other than trying to find that new location, we're not sure. But we really do believe that God's got bigger and uh, bolder plans for us. One of the things about our location in Tualatin was that we were not curbside friendly. You had to come back to find us. And literally, we were about, I'd say, a good half mile, if not three quarters of a mile off a busy lane. So what we're looking at now is, okay, Lord, what do you have for us? Is it a is it a possibility of having exposure on some curbside in some place in, in Oregon? We don't know. Uh, but with that, we really believe that. We really believe that that's going to help perpetuate the mission of Bob's Auto Cafe and the growth and being able to go to satellite locations as well. Where? When I say the Portland Tri-County area, we're looking at Washington Square down 217, down to I-5 and south, up 205 uh, to possibly Johnson Creek, somewhere in there, not as far as that, lower if possible. Oregon City, Westland, Wilsonville, 
Aurora can be. We're looking at any of those areas that have the opportunity for us to uh, to plan ourselves and to be there long term, not short term. We're at our current location, um, our past current location for a little about over five years, five years of operation and about six months of renovation before we got the place opened up. So it's um, locationally, it's it's where God sends us. And I really believe it's just a matter of us being obedient and listening to what he has for us and to be willing to do what he's asked. And I think those things right there will bring such joy to us because we know that we're in his will. And that's that's the most important thing. My name is Mike Lee, filling in for Georgine, and our very special guest is Daniel Lacey, the host of Bob's Auto Cafe Radio, airing Saturday mornings at 9 on True Talk 800. More next on The Georgine Rice Show. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. Mike Lee here with the host of Bob's Auto Cafe Radio, Airing Saturday mornings at 9 on True Talk 800. Welcome back, Daniel Lacey. How are you, sir? I'm good, Mike. Thanks for uh, having me here. It's a privilege and a pleasure. Well, I love the fact, Dan, that the location in Tualatin was so close to where you live that it was convenient for you. And I also love that you're open to whatever God has in store for you next. I'm reminded of Pastor Brett Metter from Athey Creek Christian Fellowship and the radio ministry of Day by Day, because they started off in Athey Creek Middle School and exploded. You had people sitting out in the halls, leaning against lockers. So then they ended up in a location by the car dealerships in Wilsonville. And now look at them with their big, huge, beautiful location right off of 205. So I'm hoping and praying that as good as Tualatin has been to you, that the next location of Bob's Auto Cafe is even better. And it seems like having that ability for that curbside service is on your short list. So what's your wish list for the next location? Traffic, uh, four-lane road. Um, We'd love to have something at least 5,000 square feet to 7,000 square feet. We understand that we might not be able to get that big. We'll have to possibly pare down a little bit. We need a lot, a place where we can keep 20 to 30 cars because we do, again, circulate our vehicles uh, that are donated to us. It's a huge part of our mission. Um, A place where we can have adequate training room inside as well for like a classroom. Um, It's not just about working hands-on on the car, but it's also getting book work and some knowledge that way and getting some, some informational skills in our head. So in a, in a place that people can hang out at and, and wait around for their vehicle if they're getting service work done, uh, if it's like an oil change or something of that nature. So something amicable for the public to come to and not have to feel like, okay, I got to wind down this road and where's this going to take me to? Someplace that has visual curb appeal, people see us. Uh, Mike, just even having a business on a major thoroughway or even a four-lane street or even a two-lane street like 12 to Sherwood Highway, we're going to see not hundreds but thousands of cars a day. The car count that we saw going past our business every day was about 20, and that's it at most. And those are people that work there. So unless they're actually coming to us for work and repair or dropping off a car, we're not going to see them. And curb appeal, I think, will increase our not only productivity 
as far as donated vehicles, but also as far as our service workers as well and keep us much busier, allow us to employ more people, more technicians, and then allow us to bring alongside more interns to train. And that's what this is all about. It's about training the interns and it's about doing good for the community one car at a time. And it's certainly what you and the good people of Bob's Auto Cafe have been doing. Make sure to tune in to Dan Lacey hosting Bob's Auto Cafe Radio every Saturday morning at 9 on True Talk 800. And follow Bob's Auto Cafe on Facebook. If you go to their website, bobsautocafe.com, you can even find the audio from Dan's previous programs. So you can just go through the archive and hear about interesting people and stories. you got some race car drivers thrown in and everything, right, Dan? Yeah, a little bit of everything. <laughs> even, even a few solo shows with me. So, Dan, now that you've been on the air for a little while on True Talk 800... Have there been any surprises that have come out of the blue that you wouldn't have expected that you'd talk about on your radio program? The stories that I'm going to be mentioning on Saturday uh, are a little bit different. Uh, one of the things I do in my interviews is I ask drivers specifically, what's been the least productive day or the most frustrating day you've ever had at the racetrack? I used to ask the question the most devastating day, but that we've all had devastating days and and they uh, they're not pretty. And what I come back with is some very interesting stories that dig a little deeper than just, you know, how is racing and driving and, and winning a championship or, you know, not, not winning the championship. And the, the various responses are anything from, you know, total race car to I almost died. Um, and so those, those have thrown some wild cards at me. I, I've always had the knack for conversing with people and pulling stories out of them uh, in my counseling as well. And it's not meant for for thrill factor. It's meant to, to dig deeper. And just conversing with people and asking the questions, you get some interesting answers and ones that you would not necessarily expect from those individuals, things that you didn't know about, uh, things that even during the time that I was around them, I didn't know it happened because it happened at a different track, a different race or so forth that I was not at. So, those are probably the curveballs that come at me. Um, background, I, I love hearing about people's background and where they came up uh, in the ranks of either racing or in their automotive prowess, where they found out, how they found out about automotive and learned the skill set or that skill set. Uh, Scott Gallagher, who's on our, um, our ad spot a lot of times, he um, learned as a kid, you know, how to work on cars, or I should say how to clean cars, and just got better and better at it and opened up Gallagher's Auto Spa. So you hear these little stories, little things, and it's fascinating. It's fun. And those are the, I wouldn't say necessarily surprises, but they are definitely blessings to hear about people's past and to know more about them. And here's the, here's the funny part about this. Um, I always refer to you, or I had in the past, Mike, as Rick Lee. And you say, well, Rick Lee, well, Rick Lee is a race car driver I, I dealt with back in the in the 80s, and that name's also always stuck in my head. Well, I know it's Mike Lee, now I know, but the reason I know it's Mike Lee because I know a story about you. And I equate stories to people much better than I equate names to people. I don't know if that is so off base. <laughs> it's my psyche. But uh, that's who I am. So when I hear a story, a good story about somebody, it makes an impression on me as to remember who that person is. I'm glad I'm not the only one like that, Dan. <laughs> <You see? laughs> For the life of me, I can 
very suddenly remember people's names on the first run, especially if it's a generic common name like Joe or John or something like that. But I can remember, oh, your next door neighbor was so-and-so back when you were five and living in Oshkosh or something like that. I remember the obscure, but for the life of me, I can't remember names. Yeah, it's it's like being on an airplane and you know all the miles I've frequented over the years. And I'll never forget, I can tell you I was on the right side of the plane. I was on the aisle seat. The guy was to my right. We were up front, first class, and not, I, no, I didn't pay for that. I just got upgraded all the time uh, for free. But here's this guy, and we're conversing about just life. He probably had mm, 20 years on me at the time, and he was relating to how his home that he lived in was built from pallets because his parents and his grandparents couldn't afford any lumber. And so they'd pick up pallets during the Depression and take them apart and slowly add on to their house. I have no idea who the guy was, but I remember where I was, where I was sitting, you know, in the conversation. But that's what stories do for me. And you're a great storyteller as a result. Catch Dan Lacey. He is the director of Mission and the founder of Bob's Auto Cafe and Bob's Auto Cafe Radio, Saturday mornings at 9 on True Talk 800. More with Dan Lacey next on The Georgine Rice Show. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Filling in for Georgine, I'm Mike Lee, and Dan Lacey is the director of missions and founder of Bob's Auto Cafe, in addition to hosting Bob's Auto Cafe Radio Saturday mornings at 9 on True Talk 800. Dan, thank you for all you do through the nonprofit group Bob's Auto Cafe, in addition to hosting your radio program. So tell us how it's been for you as a husband and father and grandfather and the founder and leader of this ministry, which is more than just cars. It's really about reaching people for Christ and training people all at once. How has it been leading the Bob's Auto Cafe crew throughout this pandemic season? Well, my role having been changed, it takes me out of the office a lot. So I'm not necessarily the um, the guy who's overseeing everything. I am not the guy who's overseeing everything in the shop. It's, it's uh, our director of operations. Um, the difficulty probably for me is that in leading people is that I'm not there all the time. And I, I'm really a guy that tries to lead by example. Um, and I get frustrated at times. We all get frustrated. I think 2020 has provided ample ways for uh, the enemy to get in and to infiltrate our lives. I was thinking the other day as I was getting out of the car and the question was raised um, on one of our sister stations that basically said, hey, what are you, uh, how has 2020 affected you? And I thought to myself, you know, it really hasn't affected me that much. It, it hasn't bothered me that much. And then I realized, as I said that in my head, that my relationship with my board of directors has been extremely um, stressful. And Part of that reason is I can't, I can't walk into somebody's office and just talk to them. There's protocol. There's things that have to be done. There's, there's, uh, and I'm not saying this of my board, but there's fear in the offices or things of this nature would state, hey, stay away. Um, and that I don't deal well with personally. It's a situation where I'm a touchy-feely guy. 
uh, I'll give guys hugs all the time. You know, I, and I, I want to be around the people that I'm relating with. I don't want to be set apart with a computer or even the phone. I'd rather be face to face with people. So that said, it's been difficult. Um, and it's been difficult at home. Uh, there were times when my, my girls would stay away because, hey, we've been around this person or that person and we're not sure what's going on here, what's going on there. And so uh, even having my granddaughter walk in the house with a mask on at times, it's like, really? I mean, uh, so <clears throat> it's very easy to get cynical. It's very easy to get um, this, oh, woe is me type attitude as well. Uh, it's it's easy as a Christian to sit back and say, hey, if God wants to take me, God's going to take me. Um, I always relate back to that story where the guy you know jumps off the bridge and God sends a boat, sends a helicopter, or sends something else, and to save the guy. And the guy said, you know, he's, he ends up dying, saying, "The Lord, why didn't you save me?" He said, "Well, I sent a helicopter, a boat, and everything else." And and <laughs> so uh, I know that when God has a time, He has a time for us. But that doesn't mean that we're stupid and don't do what's, what we're supposed to be doing uh, to protect those around us. So it's been stressful overall. Um, it's even been stressful in my my married life and just being around the family overall, dealing with other family issues, not not here in the home, but just in the sense of orchestrating and helping other people. And it's difficult. It's extremely difficult. So when it whittles all down, it comes back to work. It's just as stressful there. And in dealing with people and making sure everybody's staying safe and making sure we're not uh, mincing politics with procedures. I, I, I hate politics. I really really do. And I've always said, and I can't remember who said this. I'm sure it's somebody else, not me, but I know it's somebody else, but it's, uh, if you don't have poli- if you don't have God, then you have politics. And I so believe that's true. That's all people hang on to is my right for this and my right for that. And it, uh, it's, it's problematic and it's selfish by, I think, the world. And again, I just see all of this as the enemy's way to just whittle his way in and start segmenting everything in our society and creating such division and such uh, wrath that uh, is beyond comprehension. And uh, and <laughs> the worst is yet to come. So how do you keep the morale of the people at Bob's Auto Cafe up and remind them gently that god's still in control no matter who's allowing what well that's that's just it i tell people remember god is on his throne and he is in control and he's doing this for a reason for a purpose or allowing this for a reason and a purpose i don't know what it is but my ultimate responsibility as well as yours is to be obedient and to obey what he has asked us to do and, you know, we want to go back to what Christ said, hey, love the Lord your God with all your heart and love one another as yourself. That's easy. That's a start. That's it. And it's not easy. It's hard. It's difficult. But that's what we need to be doing. Not fear mongering, not saying, hey, look what this this left side's doing or the right side's doing or the middle of the road's doing and all this stuff behind the scenes that nobody hears about and the press is saying this and the press is not saying that. I, I just get tired of it. And I tell people, you know what? Quit the fear factor, live your life, be a light for God. That's it. 
bottom line, and the rest will go away. I was reading through Proverbs, and I encourage my audience at times to read through Proverbs one a day, uh, every every day of the month, and then recycle for the following month. Uh, we've all heard that. But I tell my audience, God is not trying to tell us that we have to do something outrageously crazy. No, it's just be obedient and witness for him. Be a light. And that witness doesn't mean that you have to be Bible-thumping. That's the other thing. I said I tell a lot of the people in business, you, you get this fear that you can't share God in the workplace. It's not true. You can share God in one small phrase. And it's so simple. It's so stupidly simple that it is in the face of everybody. And at the same time, you cannot, you cannot be fired for it. You know what it is, Mike? It's this. You come to me and you say, hey, man, I'm struggling with this and that. And I just, all I say to you is, I'll pray for you about that. I'll pray for you. And if I just give my heart to envelop that person in prayer, I promise you, maybe not every time, but they will first off not say, no, don't pray for me. Nobody will ever say that. And if they do, come back and tell me. I want to know about it. But they will take that and they will hear it. And at some point, they will hopefully come to you and say, hey, you said you'd pray for me. Who, who's this God you're talking about? And when they have done that, they have opened the door, which freely gives you the right and responsibility and the privilege to share the gospel with others. And all you did was you said, can I pray for you? I love that, Dan Lacey, and I'd have to agree with you on that, especially when you've got friends, relatives, neighbors, co-workers who don't yet believe in God, and they're struggling with something. So it always touched my heart when a co-worker would come up to me and say, hey, my aunt's in the hospital. Could you pray for her, please? Hmm. Because that, to me, would confirm the fact that they know where I stand and that my faith is a very important part of who I am. And even if they weren't on board with it, fully. They knew there was something to be had there. And at the very least, having me, a coworker, pray for their aunt couldn't hurt. Yep. Well, and, and I, I will say this. I, I don't necessarily say to people, can I pray for you now? I will if we're by ourselves. In the workplace, I wouldn't necessarily, well, at Bob's I would, but in a normal workplace, I wouldn't necessarily do that. But what you can do is come back and say, hey, how's your aunt doing? I've been praying for her. And that, I mean, again, you just, all you've done is state what you've been doing. Follow Bob's Auto Cafe on Facebook and check out the website bobsautocafe.com, which I'll leave linked up to the Difference Makers page at truetalk800.com. Filling in for Georgine, I'm Mike Lee on The Georgine Rice Show. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Filling in for Georgine, I'm Mike Lee here with director of mission and founder of Bob's Auto Cafe, and he's also the host of Bob's Auto Cafe Radio every Saturday morning at 9 on True Talk 800. Dan Lacey, I think it's important to be people of our word. So if I say I'm going to pray for someone who's between jobs, for instance, I had better do that. (laughs) And at times I'll pray for them right there and then on the spot if it's not a situation where it's awkward or putting them in an uncomfortable position. Correct. And at the same time, I want to make sure that I follow through on that. Well, and one thing I do, Mike, is I I will pray right then and there, 
in my heart for that person to make sure first and foremost, I've done that, which I've promised to do. And there's nothing um, fake about that. It's just, I want to make sure I've put a marker in the sand that says, I'm going to pray for this person. And then I remember that story and I remember to come back to it you know, down the road. Um, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer that we are supposed to always have a mind of prayer, you know, always be praying without ceasing. Sorry. Um, and in doing so, we can pray at that moment in our heart, Lord, watch over Mike's aunt type thing and move forward. I'll throw one other one at you that has nothing to do with any of this, but I think it's kind of funny um, or fun. And that is, I always like hearing from someone that is um, uh, an atheist and then they use the Lord's name in vain. And I'll say to them, you can't do that. What are you talking about? You can't use the Lord's name. You can't use God's name in, in what you're just saying. What, what you, you know, and they'll maybe mouth off again. I go, no, you just said you don't believe in God. So what you just said has no bearing, no weight, no nothing, because you don't even believe that what you're using as a derogatory comment. So <laughs> I just have fun with that. You enjoy having fun with people, don't you, Dan Lacey? I love having fun with people. I, I have fun, period. I mean, it's just, if life's no fun, then what's the point that God put us here for? I mean, obviously to serve him, but he, I think he wants us to enjoy our lives. Let's get real. The first person I look at is myself. I mean, you don't know my heart, and that's the thing. I, I struggle daily with stuff that makes me doubt myself. And so if we ourselves are expecting to be that righteous Christian that people all flock to, which we don't want to be flocked to, but to be that light for Christ, we need to first start with our own heart and make sure we're cleansed and clean. Uh, body it, it, Scripture, I was just reading this morning, I can't tell you exactly where it was, but I was going through some things for Bob's Auto Cafe Radio, and, and it's, you know, God says, bring to, your, to me a clean and holy body. You know, he doesn't want us dirtied up. He wants us clean before him. And in order to be able to be that light, to be that witness, we have to be that way. Dan Lacey, thanks for all you do through Bob's Auto Cafe's ministry. And we pray that God leads you to your next location soon and that it will be absolutely perfect for you. Thank you. So if anyone out there might have a facility or know of a location that would just fulfill all of your dreams, what's your short list? Uh, I mean, it's facilities or as far as... Um, yeah, facilities 4,000 to 7,000 square feet. Um, we'd like to have, obviously, ample parking outside for about 20 cars, if possible, or 30 cars. Uh, curbside appeal would be great, having at least you know some traffic come by us every day. And a waiting room, a, a classroom in there as well. So kind of pretty basic, but at the same time, uh, it's it's difficult to find automotive out there. So any benevolent landowner or business owner that's got property that would just like to help out along the way. No, we do pay our rent. Um, that's never been a, an issue, but uh, we'd love to hear from them. I wonder if any landlords might take advantage of the fact that you are a 501c3 nonprofit group also. I'm sure that's got to have some tax implications, although I'm not a CPA. I would hope so. I, I, I'm not a CPA either. It's got actually finances have gotten me in trouble in the past, just trying to figure out how that all works. But the bottom line is the um, there's a lot of empty warehouses. There's a lot of empty grocery stores that will never get filled with grocery stores again. And I look at the open spots and I think, man, this is a great opportunity for bringing us in and allowing us to work, get some rent money. Um, and I'll, I'll even make the vision a little bit bigger. 
I've always loved the idea of a trade school, but not specifically a school as per se with a uh, educational facility. I tried that; it didn't work, and it becomes convoluted. But in the model of Bob's Auto Cafe, to have a a carpentry shop, to have an electrical shop, a plumbing shop, and you all have them together, and they're, people are learning these trades here, and then going out in the world and employing themselves and making great money and and taking care of their families. That's you know it's what we're trying to do, along with an attitude, a mentality, a faith that leans on the Lord that says, God is here, God is real, God is alive, and he is my Savior. Tell us about the name. You're Daniel Lacey. Where did the name Bob's Auto Cafe come from in the first place? Well, it's kind of funny because I, I deviate the story a little bit. I, my middle name's Robert. My grandfather's name was Robert. So there's two Bobs there, right? Um, a real simple story. Uh, and my youngest daughter, uh, Danielle, is kind of my car girl uh, of the three. Uh, she's helped me on, on restoring a car or so. And just, and I've got a car in the garage that I need to restore that she and I, Lord willing, will we'll get to in a short order of time because I'm timing out. Uh, well, we, we are, are are all timing out. Um, but uh, when she was two years old, uh, Danielle would always say, me, 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 me. Everything was me. Everything was me. Everything was me. And I, I said, okay, can you say Danny? Your name is Danny. And she goes, no, me. And this went on and on for, I don't know, five minutes or so. And finally, I just, um, you know, this precious little thing, I was talking to her. And she, I, I just said, fine, from now on, your name's Bob. And um, I walked away. I came back a few minutes later and I said, so what's your name? And big grin on this two-year-old's face. I, I'm telling you, she's two years old. And she looks at me and she goes, Bob. And I just, <laughs> uh, my dad came in the, in the door a few minutes later. I said, dad, 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 ask her name, ask her name. And she says, Bob. And for the next six to nine months, I don't know, she kept introducing herself as Bob. It stuck as a nickname. So that's her nickname. And I thought, you know, I've always wanted to have a place that uh, if we build this place, I, that's kind of a, a cafe, which maybe has a food element. But at the same time, I've always liked the idea of cafe racer, like motorcycles. Um, but it's automotive, so it's an auto cafe. And so hence the name Bob's Auto Cafe. Thank you so much, Dan Lacey, director of mission and founder of Bob's Auto Cafe, seeking its next location. Maybe you know something, so you can always email Dan at daniel at bobsautocafe.com. That's daniel at bobsautocafe.com. In fact, the website bobsautocafe.com also has podcasts from previous programs of Bob's Auto Cafe radio heard Saturday mornings at 9 on True Talk 800. So thanks for all you do for the community, Dan. And please keep us posted about your next location. Will do, Mike. Thank you. Is there anyone you want to say hi to on the way out? Oh, I'd like to say hi to my granddaughter, Taylor, and love my wife, Miriam. And thanks to all my kids and what they do and all the support they've been. Follow Bob's Auto Cafe on Facebook and check out the website, bobsautocafe.com. Thanks so much, Dan Lacey. Filling in for Georgine, I'm Mike Lee on The Georgine Rice Show. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show, and I get to fill in for my pal Georgine today. Welcome. My name is Mike Lee, Director of Local Ministries for True Talk 800, the 93.9 KPDQ FM network. AM 860, The Answer, KPAM, AM 1640, The Patriot, 
93.1 LRA and 104.1 The Fish. And I'd love to talk to you about how to introduce our audience to your church, especially now through our church service live stream directory, how to possibly qualify for hosting your own radio program, how to become an authority and expand the reach of your ministry or business, both on the air and through our state-of-the-art digital and online resource through our Salem Surround Marketing Branch, how to host one of our station's events after the world reopens, and it will someday, and bring people to your church or business at no risk to you. And most importantly, if your pastor or ministry leader could use a phone call, a word of encouragement, or a connection to others, please email me at mikelee at kpdq.com. That's M-I-K-E-L-E-E at kpdq.com. Today's very special guest you may remember hearing on his radio program, Simple Faith, Saturday mornings at 7.30 and Sundays at 8.30 in the morning on the 93.9 KPDQ-FM network. Welcome, Pastor Bill Henry of Simple Faith Calvary Chapel. How are you today, sir? Hey, I'm doing blessed, Mike. It's good to be here with you today. Thank you so much for all that you and your family and Simple Faith do for the community. And as someone who's serving on the front lines as a lead pastor, tell me, how are you holding up, Bill? You know, Mike, it's it's obviously been a crazy year. This last year, uh, all <laughs> the craziness continues uh, even into today, uh, you know. So for us, we're just seeking really to uh, draw uh, nearer to the Lord, and that's kind of been our main message with just all of our sheep, man. Just uh, draw near to the Lord through His Word, by His Holy Spirit, um, and then just by walking in love with Him uh, as we worship Him, fellowship together, and just walk in love and obedience to His Word, and just to really do those things that we're told to throughout His Word to do to, uh, you know, draw near to Him, and He will draw near to us. And so these are these are the days that we need to be drawing closer and closer unto Jesus. Well, that's for sure, Pastor Bill. So how is your congregation holding up during this season? Have you been able to have any modified in-person meetings? Have you been strictly online or a combination? Well, there's the question now, isn't it? Uh, we started last year, Mike, you know, just like everybody else, we closed down. Um, you know, our heart was to, as everybody asked, the, the governor asked us, hey, uh, you know, help us stop the, you know, the, oh, we don't want to overload the hospitals. Remember, that was it, flatten the curve for two weeks. So we freely did that, um, you know, trusting everything that we were hearing on the news. And then that turned into another two weeks, and then they wanted another four weeks. And we kind of understood that something weird was starting to go on. The things that we're hearing from everybody from the World Health Organization was changing, from Dr. Fauci was changing. So we just decided, well, we're going to open up. Um because we were, again, under the, you know, the Word of God tells us to meet together, to command. It's not an option. Um, even our Constitution guarantees that there shall be no law passed. Even our state Constitution here in Washington uh, guarantees that. So we opened up after, I don't know, I think it was six weeks. and uh, But then, you know, we started by, you know, we did the social distancing. We had people make appointments. Um, but then, again, it was just kind of interesting as I was reading in the newspapers just kind of all the weird things they were including in the death totals like a drunk fella sadly died up by seattle area but he had covid so they put that in with the covid deaths down in california somebody od'd and they put that in with the covid deaths and we realized that something kind of odd was off so we just kept moving forward as a fellowship and honestly today you can come uh, even after a few months 
you can come, and if you want to wear a mask, great. If you want to social distance, great. Uh, if not, great. Uh, you know, because uh, we just we're being wise. We're encouraging people not to lick doorknobs or, you know, any any silly things like that to tempt the Lord. But uh, we're also encouraging people to walk in loving obedience to the Lord, and especially in days like this. So that's kind of where the fellowship's doing great. We're actually growing like crazy. Um, a lot of people, some people haven't come back to our church after we closed down for those initial two months, probably 30 to 40 percent. But then we have a lot of people from other churches. We've had people drive two hours to come down to our fellowship and just uh, when everything was really going on and were weeping because they were so excited to be in fellowship again. So that's kind of where we're at today. That's fantastic, Pastor Bill. Two hours. Where do they hear about Simple Faith Calvary Chapel to know to come to you? <laughs> That's a great question. I, I think honestly, they just from what they said, it was it was a lady and her daughter, and they're both, you know, you know, probably fifties and sixties and seventies. But um, they just got on phone and, and online and started looking from the Seattle area, Tacoma north and south and east and west, and ours was the first one they could find that was actually open. They searched long and hard to find you, so I'm happy for you, and I'm happy for them. How is it being the leader of your church staff when you do have these kind of restrictions going? Have you had ministries have to change their approaches on how they serve the community? Uh, somewhat, Mike. Again, we're just trying to be wise. You know, we, we tell people all year long, even before COVID came along with the flu and other things going on, you know, if you're sick, hey, please stay home. We love you. If you need anything, we'll we'll come. We'll pray for you. We'll anoint you with oil. You need some food, anything. Um, and we're kind of the same now. Uh, we have, you know, had certain things restricted where, like an example, um, you know, we used to have meals during uh, for the men's fellowship, it would start with, you know, they'd have dinner, and then they'd get into Bible study. And so for, actually, we're just starting that up again next week, and it's going to be packaged meals, self-contained meals. So we try to be wise like that, but most of our other ministries, uh, they're wide open and going 100%. You know, we, we can't live in fear anymore, Mike. We, again, we live in wisdom. Jesus told us to be wise as serpent and, and innocent as doves. But he also told us these days would come when there'd be these pestilences. And, um, you know, so we, we we don't live in fear. And again, I say that, as you know, having I'm still getting over the effects of having COVID. Um, so we just we move forward in the love of Christ, knowing that God is completely sovereign and trusting and resting and walking in his sovereignty and love. So praise God that you had COVID-19, but you've recovered from it. So can you give us a firsthand experience of where and when you think you may have caught it, the effects that it had on you? Because so many people have had such varying experiences. It's kind of nice to hear from someone that we're used to hearing from that's trustworthy. You know, uh, Mike, it's, you know, I've had walking pneumonia when I was younger. I'm 58, so... Um, I had walking pneumonia the first time. I think I was around 30. So I've had it a few times through my life. And that, that pretty much reminds me of what COVID is like. So a lot of people who haven't had those kind of things, it can be a lot more scary. It was still scary. It's still even now. It's been over four weeks for me. Um, I don't know where I got it. Um, our daughter came home from traveling to California, and she was around people that were tested positive. She was never tested. Uh, may have been from her. We have people in our church that got it, but 
it's interesting that a lot of people that got it hadn't even been to our church for a few months, so we know they didn't get it there. Some may have gotten it. We just don't know. And so it's a tough thing. I'm not going to say it's not even still. I, I it's, uh, makes you tired. It really uh, takes away your energy. Um, I, I went to the emergency room a couple weeks ago. The doctors told me to go. And I'm just talking about masks, you know, um, first of all, I don't tell anybody not to wear a mask. I, I've done my homework on them, though. I've also worked, even as a pastor, the last 30 years in ministry. Um, I, I know what PPE is. I know what it does. I know what it doesn't do. I've had to get into it many, many times as I visit people with AIDS or other illnesses that need, require that. Even before that, when I'd work in temporary jobs, I worked in one place where they I had to shave off my beard. Uh, because, you know, again, if you're going to wear a mask, you can't have facial hair. But we're not being told all these things. So for me, though, here's the key. If I'm going to stumble somebody because I'm not wearing a mask, I'll pray about that. And, and and most times, I'll be honest, I'll put a mask on because I want to be all things to all men. But I also don't want to give up too much of my freedom for the fear that people live in. Um, in our church, people can wear masks if they want. They don't have to wear masks if they don't want. We have free masks available at the door. Um, but again, knowing what's what's true, and I'll, when, I'll, I'll you can cut or do whatever you want with this, Mike. But with masks, you know, most masks that people wear today are—it's like putting a screen door on a submarine, it, it, and literally, it's that bad with the virus. The virus is so small they can hardly see it on an electron microscope. So it goes right through the vast majority of masks, even including the. Um, surgical masks that most people wear. Uh, the N95, the P95, and other masks like that, they'll protect uh, 95% of the time. Um, but even then, your eyes aren't protected. And so if there's COVID in the air, it'll go in through your eyes. It can go in through your ears uh, as well. Uh, so again, we just need to be wise and, and be a little more educated. And if somebody wants to wear a mask, God bless you. You don't want to wear a mask, God bless you. But let's stop the hate over it all. Let's stop the false narratives behind it all as well. So I went through it. But again, for me, um, there were some scary times. But here's the awesome part. And you know this, Mike, obviously. But Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And uh, when people say, well, you know, well, you might die from it. It's like, oh, well, so now you're threatening me with heaven. Um, So again, we don't live foolishly, but we don't live in fear either. If you haven't caught his radio ministry of Simple Faith on 93.9 KPDQ, tune in Saturday morning at 7.30 and also Sunday morning at 8.30 and check out the church's videos and other information at the website simplefaith.org. More with Bill Henry next on The Georgine Rice Show. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. This is Mike Lee filling in for Georgine Rice and you're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. Our very special guest is the host of Simple Faith Heard Saturday mornings at 7.30 and Sunday mornings at 8.30 on 93.9 KPDQ. Pastor Bill Henry, the lead pastor of Simple Faith Calvary Chapel. So with the 24-7 news cycle that we're living in, Pastor Bill, how do you from the pulpit and as someone who has contracted and recovered from the coronavirus— How do you share truth in love, responsibility, along with not having a constant fear of everything? Uh, That's a great question, Mike. I mean, to be honest, 
it's we just did a message this last Sunday. If you want to, uh, you know, on our website, simplefaith.org, you can find the video on there. And I, I address this very issue. You know, I believe we're living in the last days. I think everything that we've seen, not just this last year, but especially this last year, what we're seeing continue to happen even into 2021. But like you said, we can't live in fear, even though, golly, the news tells you to fear, like you said, 24 hours a day. You have movie stars, you have sports stars, you have musicians, everybody uh, telling us to fear. Even, sadly, some guys uh, from the pulpits uh, online, hey, be afraid and we're not going to open the doors. And yet I, I, I hate to think what our, our brothers and sisters in China or down in the Sudan or Uganda who are being attacked continually and put in jail and killed for their faith as they come together. Again, we respect this. We know that the, the COVID is real, but we also know that the news and our politicians have way uh, exaggerated it. Here's an example. Here in Washington State, a friend of mine who's a pastor just told me last week he went to the Washington Health Department website and we're usually in Washington, we'll have several thousand deaths a year from the flu. We had zero recorded deaths from the flu. So it something tells you that we can't quite trust the news today. And it's a sad thing, um, but that's the truth. And so what do we do? We Again, we walk wisely. We walk in love and, and we do our homework as we can. But we remember that we have God's word as an anchor. And that's where we go back to and, and walk in the power. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power, a sound mind, and of love, the Bible tells us. And so we don't walk in fear. Again, we walk in wisdom and love of others, but also, uh, you know, to be wise as, as we uh, live in these days. And that website, again, is simplefaith.org. That's simplefaith.org. So thank you for being diligent in posting your videos. Pastor Bill Henry, the Bible tells us to always be ready, and at the same time that no one knows the hour or the day. So we do have to live like we're living our last day. And at the same time, we do have to make plans for the future with the tools that God's given us. Amen. So thank you for sharing your insights with us, Pastor Bill. And it would be remiss if I didn't ask you about your family. So can you tell us where you met your wife? I, well, I am such a blessed man. <laughs> I was just talking to one of my old friends the other day and we're just saying, man, we sure don't deserve the wives God's blessed us with. And uh, we've been married for over 25 years now, just had our 25th anniversary this last year. Uh, met her when we were working in the ministry at uh, Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa. The Pastor Chuck still has a ministry called The Word for Today. And uh, I was shipping out tapes, and she was helping with the accounting. And we met there and became friends first And the Lord just took it all from there, and we've been ministering. She sings as well, so uh, my daughters all sing, and some play instruments, and they write music, and and it's all for the glory of the Lord. My one daughter is the is she helps with lead worship at the church. I oversee her, but um, the other two still sing, as my wife does as well for worship, and uh, we're just very blessed. We. You know, we're not perfect, obviously. There's no such thing as a perfect marriage, a perfect home, a perfect—but you know what? When Christ is there, Mike, and you know this, man, it, God just does radical things. And even in the midst of our sin, you know, as long as we humble ourselves and come to him, confess, and if we have to go to our wives or our kids, say, hey, I'm sorry I blew it. This is what the Bible says. This is what God tells me to do, and I didn't. Would you forgive me? We've seen God work in that so radically, Mike, you know, and so we're we're very blessed. We're I'm a very blessed man. Don't deserve it. 
none of it, but I'm blessed. And that appreciation shows not only in your voice, but also in your radio ministry, Simple Faith, as well as preaching at Simple Faith Calvary Chapel. Thank you so much for being transparent with us, Pastor Bill, and for sharing about your upbringing. And I think there's so many people out there who grew up at least part-time in the church. Maybe they were part of the youth group culture. And all of a sudden, they hit college age, and the foundation isn't quite what it's meant to be. So what would you say to anyone in this boat right now? Uh, great, great observation. Great question, Mike. You know what? To be honest, look, I, I heard this years ago, too. God doesn't have any grandchildren, and so you, maybe you're born into a home that, that is Christian, and you're brought up in a Christian home, and, and, and like you said, going to the junior high and the high school ministry and fellowship, that doesn't make you a Christian. You know, I think that the, the worst deception in the world is a lot of people who think they're a Christian because they were raised in that atmosphere, but they never have personally repented of their sins, believed on the Lord Jesus Christ to be their Lord and Savior, and been born again of the Holy Spirit of God. And again, it's not about being born into a church or a denomination or even a Christian family. And I I would praise God for all those things. But here's the key. Have you repented of your sins? Have you been born again? Jesus said in John 3, you um, you must be born again. And you can't see heaven unless you've been born again. And that's the key. So I I tell young people all the time, it's like, look, where are you at with Jesus? Do you love him? Are you know? Are you walking in loving obedience, or is it just a knowledge that you have? And remember in in Matthew seven, Mike, where Jesus, a lot of people come to Jesus and say, "Hey, didn't I do this in your name and do that?" And he says, "Away with you, you workers of iniquity! I never knew you." And so we have to be careful of that. Just because we know of God doesn't mean we know God. The demons believe in God and, and they shudder, but they're not saved. And so a lot of people know about God, but they don't know God through Jesus Christ and repentance of their sins and believing on him to be the Lord and Savior of their lives, being born again of the Spirit of God, all by grace through faith. Roman, uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8, 9, and 10. Love it. Thank you so much for spending some time with us, Pastor Bill. Is there anyone you want to send a shout-out to or say hello to? No, I, you know what? Honestly, I just want to say thank you to you. Um, you know, to all the, the leadership and those who serve at, at KPDQ and all the affiliate things you guys do. What a blessing. I mean, even before, way before I, I was on. Love the ministry. Love what you guys are doing. Pray for you guys and gals there, and thank you for what you guys are faithfully doing. That's my shout-out. Thank you so much, Pastor Bill Henry. We shamelessly and thankfully covet your prayers and support. And in God's infinite sense of humor, a young man who works sending out tapes for the Word for Today radio ministry, met his wife there, and now he hosts Simple Faith Saturday mornings at 7.30 and Sunday mornings at 8.30 on 93.9 KPDQ. Do make sure to check out simplefaith.org and find out more about Simple Faith Calvary Chapel at the website simplefaith.org. So thank you so much, Pastor Bill Hanby. I really appreciate you and love what you're doing for our community. Mike, thanks for having me. Lord bless you and your family and Praying for you guys, too. Filling in for Georgine, I'm Mike Lee on The Georgine Rice Show. Thanks for listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. If you'd like to download a podcast of the show or would like more information on today's guests, please visit the show at kpdq.com or on Facebook. Follow the show on Twitter at G Rice Show and like us on Facebook. 
And join us live every weekday at 4 for more critical thinking for critical times on 93.9 KPDQ.